Welcome to License to Talk Insurance, a podcast for independent insurance agents. Hello, my name is Amanda Yanis, and I am the Director of Marketing at Chicagoland SIA, and I am one of the hosts for this podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Kelsey Conklin-Ramsey. I am the Director of Digital Strategy here at Chicagoland SIA, and I am the other host for this podcast. Today, we are discussing personal branding. A lot of people get confused about this topic. They think personal branding is sharing everything about themselves for the whole world to see, mainly through social media, and it makes them very nervous and uncomfortable. This is actually kind of the opposite of what personal branding is about. Personal branding is about taking control of what elements of yourself you are projecting, making a conscious choice about how the world sees you and what they think about you. Personal branding highlights the abilities and core beliefs of an individual. This can include skill sets, hobbies, interests, community involvement, personality, values, and goals. This doesn't mean telling them everything about you from the time you were two, but rather it gives you a chance to cherry pick the most interesting, useful, and important aspects of yourself and give them a reason to choose you as their agent. Jeff Bezos may have said it best. Your brand is what people say about you when you are not in the room. So why is personal branding important? Uh, for me, as a marketer, I really push people to develop their personal brand because it is what uh, differentiates you from the competition. So as insurance agents, we are selling policies and there are other insurance agents in our neighborhood. Some of them are captive, some are independent like us. So when someone comes to you uh, looking to become a client of yours, they're really wanting to know about you and why they should choose you as their agent because they can go to one of these other agents in their neighborhood and probably get a similar, if not the same policy through them. Yes. So Amanda, when you're thinking about, you know, personal brand while you're marketing on the Conklin side of the business, how are you incorporating a lot of these personal brands, you know, from our producers and how do you, how do you use that in your marketing day to day? Well, since I do the marketing uh, for a larger agency, Conklin Insurance Agency, uh, it is a little different because I focus more on the corporate branding, whereas our producers would be doing their own personal branding. But I do help them with some of their personalized materials. Uh, so we do try to focus in on what it is about them through their bios, through biography videos, uh, through personalized flyers. and. You know, we have some agents that are very knowledgeable and they like to lay things out. Like I offer this, this, and this, and I can tell you the best solution for your business. And then we have other people that have a little bit of a softer approach where they're like, you know, I'm interested in helping people, uh, helping them guide them through the decision process helping educate them on what they need and helping them come to their own choices about what insurance policies work for them and their needs. So there is a little bit of overlap, but personal branding, uh, because it is personal, uh, tends to be more on the individual and less on like a marketing team. So Amanda, I think you bring up some good points there, especially about, you know, the producers being the ones that are responsible for kind of developing their own personal brand. So when you're, when you're having these conversations with them, what are some of the key factors that you want them to focus on when they are kind of developing, developing their personal brand? Well, the most important parts of developing your personal brand is authenticity, consistency, and clarity. What we mean by authenticity is we really want you to be yourself. 
it's nobody is everything to everybody. We all have our own unique quirks, our own unique points of view. And that's really what makes us special as insurance agents is bringing those points of view to light uh, to share our experience. So you really want to focus on what is it that makes you. And when I say consistency, I mean, once you've decided what your personal branding is, you really have to stick with it. So don't try to change your personal brand from client to client. Be who you are consistently. And then clarity. Really, you want to be a communicating the key aspects of yourself in a clear manner. So you don't want to sort of muddle the waters with ambiguity. When I'm helping people start to develop their personal brands, there are a few questions that I, I ask them. Number one is what is important to you? So what I mean is, is it important to you to help people? For most insurance agents, that's a very important part of their job is that they enjoy that they get to help people plan for their future, protect their assets. Other questions are, what are your dominant personality traits? So these can be things of that you're a great communicator. What skills do you have? What interests you? People want to connect with you on a human level. So sharing your interests uh, helps you do that. What is your purpose? Do you have a calling in life? And then what is your story? What makes you you? What from your background has come together to make the unique story that is you? And then once we sort of discussed all those topics, we take all of that and we combine it together with the thought of how does all of this fit together to make me an excellent insurance agent? For me, my personal brand that I like to focus on since I'm in the marketing department and it's more of a creative department, uh, I like to focus on my personality as creative, helpful, inquisitive and dependable. My interests involve art, design, writing, reading, travel. The values about myself that I really like to focus on are kindness, acceptance, and personal freedom. The skills I bring to the table include design, art, writing, problem solving, and critical thinking. So I take all of that and I kind of make a personal brand statement. So mine could be something along the lines of Amanda offers creative solutions through content and design. Her work promotes positive values, focusing on kindness, individuality, and a genuine desire to help others. So then I like to focus on my story. What about my past has helped contribute to, to my identity as an artist, as a writer? So for me, a lot of that is interest in hobbies, but also my education, since I went to school for design, English literature, and art history. I also like to promote that I'm a solution finder and a problem solver. So Kelsey, for you, you're in a completely different department than me, that we're both in the insurance industry. How would you describe your personal brand? So Amanda, I like how you broke this out into the different categories. So you know, you have personality, interests, values, et cetera, just because it's hard when someone comes to you and says, yeah, explain yourself in five words or less. And you're like, well, people are complex, right? And I don't know how to define myself in five words. I think for me, a big part of my life has always been giving back. So I, I love volunteering. Um, and so when I think about that, I think, start to think of attributes about myself. So I think, I think of, you know, kindness is one, you know, I'm, I'm a caretaker, I'm a mother, right? So that's, that's another one. I like to take care of the people that are in my life. Um, and I think I'm also a, a helper, right? I don't know if 
people are familiar with the Enneagram, but I'm a type two on the Enneagram, which is the helper. I, I try to think of aspects. I try to think of something that I like to do and then kind of step back from there, right? So when I when I like to volunteer and give back, these are attributes of myself that I think about when I'm when I'm giving back, right? And that really plays well into your role at Chicagoland SAA. Being a helper is a big part of being an agency growth coach. Absolutely. And so that's when, especially when I when I made the switch over into Chicagoland two years ago, I was really trying to kind of take that next step in my career. And when I did that, I really tried to hone in on what are some attributes about myself that I want to bring into the workplace, right? And because I had this media and technology background, I figured, you know, when I was when I was talking with Craig and AKA dad, <laughs> for those of you who know me, you know that Craig Conklin my, is my father. When we were having these conversations, I really wanted to come into the industry and provide a skill set that would be helpful to the, to the industry and to our agents. You know, I was able to come in and say, this is how I'm able to help. I'm able to provide this different skill set with technology and, and media and advertising and really be able to share that with individuals that, that might not be their, their skill set, right? Everyone has different backgrounds and different interests. Um, technology, advertising, and, and media is one of my interests. And I determined that back in college when I was figuring out what to study, advertising was was very interesting to me and kept me very engaged. When I'm thinking about my personal brand, you, I liked how you know you talked about your story, Amanda, because um, my story is I went to University of Illinois, graduated with an advertising degree, met my husband at U of I. Uh, now we have a 10-month-old, which is crazy. And then I also think about attributes outside of just you know my family life. I've been horseback riding since... I was, I mean, before I could even walk, I think my mom stuck me on a horse. And that's something about myself that I think is pretty unique and, and interesting and fun. And there's a, a good community in the equestrian world, right? So that's a good way for me to kind of express my individuality. And I can bring that into the workplace because I bring pictures <laughs> of my horses and they're all up on my desk. If you see my cubicle at Chicagoland, you'll see some horse pictures. But, you know, I, I think of things that I enjoy. I think of things that I do on a day-to-day -day basis, right? Caretaking. I, I'm clean. Had to clean a lot. You know, you got a 10-month-old, you're cleaning all the time. So organized. <laughs> organized. Exactly. So that's how you can really start to figure out how do you take some of these aspects of your personality and bring them into, into work. And I, I love helping people. I, I love organizational skills. Um, I love Excel, which Amanda, Amanda and I have lots of conversations about Excel. It's kind of my kryptonite. I, I think there's a lot of, a lot of components. I, I used to kind of freeze up when people used to ask me, all right, tell me about yourself. Kind of a weird thing to ask, right? It's like a, like a humble brag, I think yeah. is, is how I think about it. It's like, okay, how do I talk about myself without making me seem like I'm the greatest person in the world? But when you start to think about it in in these different aspects of your life, that's when you can start to pinpoint some of these keywords and phrases and then apply them into what you do. I know Ryan Hanley just came out with a came out with this new subscription based, I don't know if you call it a blog or a newsletter or whatnot, but I think it's a newsletter, like a LinkedIn I, newsletter. In one of his most recent one, and I think it was last week, he came out with how do you find happiness in what you do? And I thought it was a unique approach because he said, you're not going to be happy in what you do every single day, but you have to find attributes 
that you're happy with, right? Like, do you want to take full responsibility for things? Like, what about your job makes you kind of feel more whole, I guess you could say. And so I think when you bring in your personal brand and things that are important to you, like these key values and skills, that's when you really start to figure that out. And you actually start to attract a client base that um, fits into a lot of these values and fits in with your personal brand. So sorry, I just talked a lot, but I had a lot of thoughts on the matter. <laughs> well, you bring up a good point because our next topic was actually going to be how do you communicate your personal brand? So you figured out what attributes of yourself, what interests and skills you have. And then so how do you communicate that with your prospects, with your client base? So there are a few obvious ways, such as your visual appearance, so your clothes and your body language, your tone of voice, both verbally and in your writing style. You brought up how you decorate your office. So some people, you know, they have a lot of pictures of family. The family is obviously something more important to them. Other people are a little bit more reserved. Maybe it's a little bit more abstract in their decoration choices. And that says a lot about them. I like that you were talking about, you know, visual appearance, Amanda, because when I think about your personal brand, you know, you're very creative, you're an artist. And I don't know how many of you guys have met Amanda in person outside of the, the member meetings, but Amanda comes in the office and wears like the prettiest dresses or she'll have like a fun skirt. Amanda comes in and like you can you can see her personal brand through what she's wearing. And I know Amanda, you you wear a lot of pants at the at the member meetings because you have to kind of be running the show. And also, you know, you're always moving around and running around. But for those of you guys who've met Amanda in the office, she's always wearing like a really fun, colorful outfit. Thank you. Yeah. At the meetings, it's a little bit different because you never know when I'm going to have to crawl under a table to look for a cable. Yeah. <laughs> so I usually am a little bit more cautious about what I'm wearing in terms of having slacks on or something of that nature. But it, it, like I share my personality through my clothing, through my jewelry, through my hairstyling. But when we get into the really deeper parts of personal branding and that conscious choice I was talking about earlier, you need to figure out how you want people to see you. And that goes beyond the visual when I say that. So for instance, kindness is something that's really important to me. And generosity and gratitude are also important values to me. So if I want people to know that I am really involved in being grateful, I make a lot of effort to say thank you. If you want to bring gratitude into your personal brand, you might consider how you can show gratitude. So for some people, that's writing thank you notes. And that becomes part of their personal brand of every time that you know, somebody does something or helps them with something, they write them a little thank you note, or they make it a daily activity of writing down things that they're thankful for, and maybe sharing those through their social media platform. I think that's such a, that's such a good point, Amanda. And I, first of all, I am a huge fan of the handwritten thank you note. I think that there is no better way to like share appreciation and that could, you know, especially as an independent insurance agent, you're grateful, especially for referrals from your existing clients, right? If that's something that's important to you and you want to show gratitude, a handwritten thank you note goes a long way, especially for someone that just referred to a potential new client. And it's a great way to keep top of mind with, with those clients too, which is great. But even so, when, when you're going into, you know, writing emails or your newsletters, if you guys have ever emailed with me, you know, I'm a big fan of the exclamation point. Like that's... That's a signature for me. I'm, I'm big into that. I know there's a running joke as to, you know, how many exclamation, exclamation points can a millennial put in their email? Well, 
a lot. Let me, let me tell you. <laughs> My email signature at the bottom also says, instead of like, thank you or, you know, best, it's kindly Kelsey. I don't know if anyone's picked up on that, but it's kind of like in kindness, Kelsey. That's kind of my little signature because kindness is very important to me and my personal brand. Why do you think you use so many exclamation points? What about your personal brand do you think sort of led to these exclamation points? Great question. Um, I always found email to be very dry and my personality, I am very warm. I'm laid back, but I'm very warm. I'm, I'm overly friendly. <laughs> You bring a lot of energy. Yes, a lot of energy. Um, and so I want when I'm writing an email, especially when I'm, you know, even if it's a serious topic, I always want people to make sure that they know I'm not mad at them, right? Like that's such a millennial thing. I'm not mad at you. But it's also, you know, I want to bring that energy and I want to bring that excitement through via my email, especially when I'm not face to face with somebody. They can't see my reaction when I'm emailing them. So I'm the, I'm the type of person, I never want anyone to think I'm mad at them. I, again, I don't know what it is about our generation, but everyone always thinks that they're mad at each other. So that's one, that's one part of it. But definitely being able to express myself a little bit differently beyond, because people can't see me. So just ex that self-expression, I feel like is lacking via email that I want to share with the people that I'm communicating with. That's really interesting because that goes back to when I was talking about your tone of voice, both verbally and in your writing style. So my writing style tends to be, it's a little bit more formal maybe, but I still like to bring myself into it. So I might use a lot of quotes or examples that are more personalized. So it really is interesting how your personal brand sort of leaks out into the daily things that you do. And through your personal branding, you sort of look at those things and say, okay, I do this. Why do I do this? And what does it say about me? And then sort of building on that. Absolutely. Because it's it's so important to also think about, obviously, you want to share your personal brand through outlets like social media, right? And your website. But people often forget that it doesn't just stop there. It it is It is huge in terms of your communication style. So whether you're on the phone or have a Zoom call with a client. Um, or, you know, most communication now happens via email where you don't have that face-to-face -face or you don't have someone's voice to actually listen to. So making sure that however you prefer to communicate is clear and consistent. You know, for me, it was always important. Okay, I know my personality. I know how I like to come across. I want to make sure that, you know, someone talks to me on the phone and I have to send them a follow-up email that my quote-unquote tone in my email matches how I was just talking to them 15 minutes ago, right? So if I, that's why I never want to be too, too dry. Sometimes I go overboard with the emails, but that's okay. Um, but it's very much so in line with, with who I am as a person and my personal brand. You bring up uh, bringing a good communicator and it was something I alluded to earlier as well. So with your personal brand, if communication or being a good communicator is a part of your personal brand, you might want to think of ways that you communicate are you communicating consistently and clearly and in a timely manner? So if communication is something that you really want to build into your personal brand, then you have to consider when somebody emails you or when somebody calls you, but you don't get to take the call because maybe you're on another call or you're away from your desk. How quickly are you returning those calls, those emails? Are you returning them within 24 hours? Are you waiting a week to talk to them? If it's a week, you maybe you're not 
so good in the communication as part of your personal brand. So for me, I really like to get back to people within 24 hours. And that doesn't mean I have a solution for them within 24 hours. That means I am acknowledging to them that I've received their phone call or I've received their email and that I am doing whatever it is that needs to be done. So whether that's researching, calling an underwriter, whatever it is that they're seeking my help with, I let them know that I have received their message and I'm on it. And then I give them a little bit of a time frame of I should have an answer by Friday or I'll touch base with you on Thursday. And if I don't have the answer that I expected to have, let them know that too. That's how you build communication into your personal brand. Yeah. And I think communication is, is one of those aspects, obviously, you know, as a business owner, you don't need to bring in every single part of your personal brand into your corporate brand. I feel like communication style is definitely one of those things that it's important to incorporate into your corporate brand, especially if you have other employees, right? Um, if you think it's important that you want your customers to know that, okay, communication is very important to me personally, but also at our company, I think it's, that's a really great opportunity to kind of make a ground rule and say, okay, you know, in terms of communication with your employees, right? In terms of communication, when you are going in and emailing with a client, right? It's really important that you get back to them within 24 hours. And just like Amanda said, even if you don't have a solution for them, let them, you know, confirm receipt of their email or make sure that they know that you've seen their email or heard their voicemail, right? I think that's a great opportunity that you can incorporate some of those personal values kind of into your corporate values and your corporate brand as well. I I think communication is a big one, especially, you know, you're, you're their trusted advisor for all things insurance related. You want to, you want to make sure that your clients understand that you're available to them to answer their questions or to, you know, take care of their needs as quickly as is possible. And that's reasonable too. You brought up a point of personal brand and corporate brand. And when we're talking to small businesses, there is a lot of overlap there, especially if it's a one or two person office, your personal brand and your corporate brand are going to bleed into each other. And that's okay. The other thing that I think as small business owners, we need to be conscious of is millennials and Gen Zs as our generation is becoming older. Remember, millennials are in their 30s and some are in their 40s at this point. They are in those positions where they're going to be decision makers in their offices or they're going to you know, have families and they're going to be your target audience. And a lot of what they have done studies on for millennials and Gen Zs is that they are belief or value-based consumers, which means they look for companies and they look for people that share their beliefs, share their core values, and that's who they choose to do business with, which is a really great thing for insurance agents in your personal brand. If you can share your value, your skill set, your interests, your beliefs, they're going to connect with you on a whole different level and they're going to dive into that relationship and you're going to have a, a client for life if you can you know, align yourself with these people. That is such a good point, Amanda. Um, And there's, like you said, there's a ton of studies. I know there's a Forbes article that's huge in terms of selling your personal brand um, with this generation that we can link, that we can link here in the podcast, but not only just with clients, but millennials and Gen Zers are more likely to join um, an organization to work for, you know, to become an employee if they match their their core values. 
So not only, you know, from a client basis, but in terms of employees too, more and more Gen Zers and millennials are joining the workforce now, right? Um, and now millennials I get, are, are turning into kind of these key decision makers. So when you're looking for new employees, new clients, this is a really, a really big pool to be choosing from. Um, I know I'm not sure how many people um, have been listening to the Tony Caldwell podcast, but if not, those are those are fantastic. He's another um, our master agency. Anyway, uh, he in most of his podcasts asks the question, knowing that um, a lot of the talent in the insurance industry is getting closer to retirement age, right? And so the employment gap that that we're facing, and a lot of folks are saying, you know, it's gonna. There's not as many people that are joining the insurance industry. Well, you know, why is that? I think that's such an important question that so many insurance agencies and principals are are kind of are facing, right? Is how are you finding talent and how are you acquiring talent? And are you looking in these in these generation pools and why aren't they joining the insurance industry? And I think so much of that too is well, a lot of folks aren't tapping into their personal brand, into their business. It's too corporate. So I think that's a, a huge opportunity. For people, especially in the independent insurance agency world, to be starting to look into these generations, the millennials and the Gen Zers, and to start to attract those audiences. How can you showcase these values? How can you showcase yourself and say, hey, come work for me because you know I match up with your core values and I want to help people. Do you want to help people? So I, I think that's a huge opportunity that a lot of you guys can be can be tapping into by you know, highlighting and showcasing your personal brand. I totally agree. Attracting talent to your agency has a lot to do with your personal brand. If you're looking to hire people into your agency, a lot of the talent pool out there is looking for somebody that they feel comfortable and confident in and that they also feel respects them and is grateful for them as an employee. Yes, they're working for you. Yes, you're compensating them. But having an attitude of gratitude is such a big part of attracting talent. And you can express that gratitude best through your personal brand. Absolutely, Amanda. So I think in, to wrap this up, Amanda has a great content marketing guide that has a section all about personal brand and kind of developing your personal brand. So if you guys haven't downloaded the content marketing guide, it's on our website. I'm sure we can link it to the podcast as well. But definitely take a look. And if you have any questions, you know, obviously reach out to, to myself or Amanda. We'd be happy to help guide you. Obviously, we can't create your personal brand. That's that's on you. You're, you're your own person, your own business owner. But we're happy to help kind of pose some of these questions to you um, or help you through through the guide. So please don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And we'll talk to you again next month. Bye. <laughs>